I have a very loud, could be considered obnoxious laugh, but I'm like, that's my laugh. Do you want me to like change it out? For I can't choose how to laugh. I could be like, (laughs) (laughs) I just turned into a little gremlin. Hello. I'm so happy to see you. So happy to see you too. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, I was like, what, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't just been talking to you for 10 minutes. I know, right? We're like, oh my God, it's so funny to run into you here. <laughs> At a specific time. Yeah. <laughs> 11 a.m. on a <laughs> Monday holiday morning. So I was telling you about how uh, when I was a kid, I tried to bleach off my freckles because it's like in middle school, like they make fun of you for literally anything, anything. These kids started calling me freckle tits. No. Which which at the time was mortifying. But like as an adult, I'm like, it's pretty funny. Like that's (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm sorry, actually. I do really love freckle tits. <laughs> Me too. I was like, and actually like I, I auditioned for this part, comedy improv kind of thing. And I was like, Hey guys, my name's Amanda, AKA freckle tits. And the producer was like, what the <laughs> did you just say? Oh my God. Also like I, as someone who also has freckles, I have favorite freckles, you know, um, Absolutely. some of my favorites are on my tits. Yeah. It's an yeah, honor those are the good to be ones. freckle tits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And my dad used to say, like, oh, your freckles are angel kisses. And I was like, those Aww. some pervy angels, because I have them <laughs> all over. Like, I have a freckle in my butthole, Dad. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, Don't ask how I know that, but I looked is the answer. <laughs> my mom used to call them uh, cinnamon sugar, and I really liked that. That's adorable. Oh, mm-hmm. mom. I, know, <laughs> I was like, right? that makes up for all of the mean things you've said to me. <laughs> <laughs> that makes up for all the trauma. <laughs> Welcome to Disastrous. I'm Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And we are going to talk disasters in a uh, lighthearted way. We're going to make some funnies. We're going to make each other laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Always yeah. with a fair amount of respect. Well, and I'm doing my research or whatever and I was like at what point is this victim blaming because I want to make sure that I don't do it but I'm like but some bad decisions were made I don't know I think it's like we can learn from them oh yeah oh we can definitely learn this is an educational podcast (laughs) I'm gonna mark it as that too (laughs) educational category (laughs) for children Hey, welcome back. It's me, Freckle Tits. This is your kids' podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you're going to learn a lot. We're going to get to know each other. <laughs> Do you want to go first today? Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay, yeah. You go first. The person I would like to tell you about today is was actually a fortune teller first. <gasps> oh, my God. And then Love expanded. It. So uh, our theme, our guideline this week, economic disasters. Yeah. 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 Like, Money, finances. So at first I was going to look at Charles Ponzi, i.e. Yes. The gentleman of the Ponzi scheme. Monsieur Ponzi. Uh. Monsieur Ponzi, as they call him. (laughs) Um, I mean, Ponzi schemes had been happening like 
for years before the right. gentleman came on the scene. So how much do you know about Ponzi schemes? I know, I guess, like, the general idea. It's similar to, like, an MLM, right? Mm-hmm. In which, like, you essentially get money from people and they hire more people and it's all yeah. kind of, like, fake money that kind of floats its way to the top. I'm, I'm literally as dumb as it gets around like financials and all that. Um, Oh yeah. I cheated my whole way through finance in college. I like just started a Roth IRA and like several times Mm. throughout the process. I know I'm very proud of myself. Several times throughout the process, I would have to be like, now wait, sister, go back, explain literally every single thing we've talked about so far. Well, and like, and it's so funny too, because like if I sit down with my financial advisor and he'll like explain something to me, I'm like, yeah, uh, can you can you explain that again, but for, for like a dumb person? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, okay, yeah. And then he dumbs it down, clearly, which is dumbing it down for him. And I was like, no. No dumber. Even dumber. <laughs> even. Like, I'm like, like, I'm a baby. I, I still don't get why we don't just print more money. I, <laughs> I no, I do. I do get it. I, I, I need to make everyone, make sure everyone knows that, like, I do get it. Um. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you today about Sarah Howe, who was running Ponzi schemes before Monsieur Ponzi. And Ponzi schemes, like you said, it's kind of like this tier of money. And it's kind of, I love that you said like fake money floating around. Because a Ponzi scheme, in as you know, in my dumbass terms, is like you are just getting someone else's money, basically. So mm-hmm. you get investors, and instead of like actually investing in something, the guy who's running the Ponzi scheme will just like give you the new investor money right. and just like give it back out. So Sarah Howe gives me some conflicted emotions because she was like taking advantage of other women, which I don't oh. love. But at the same no, time, it's like, take advantage of men. I know. <laughs> but at the same time, on. she was a bit of a girl boss. <laughs> okay. I do love that. I love a girl boss, but I'm also like, no, you've got to be empowering other Like, if you can make a group of women who steal from men. Exactly. I'm That's so what I want. So we don't know much about her early life. There are no photos, no sketches of her. Uh, newspapers give accounts that she could have been born as early as 1820 or as late as 1827. Um, okay. So we love a mysterious queen. Um, <laughs> she could either have been born in a hospital or like under a tree and uh... she could have just emerged from the lake <laughs> was she even human i don't know was she an alien she, she was an ethereal moment that's what i know for sure <laughs> and her skin glowed so then maybe and actually whole... the more money she stole from people she seemed to like genuinely grow in size <laughs> Um, she was a 20 foot tall woman by the time yeah. everything unraveled. But so by 1877, she's working in Boston as a fortune teller. Right at this time, the economy is booming. It's right after the Civil War. So everyone's like industrializing, urbanization, all that good jazz. Yeah, as long as you're working. white. Yes. Oh, yeah. As long if as you're, you're white, white, you could make a lot of money. If you are not white, you're basically still kind of enslaved, just in fancier yeah. words. Even in Boston, huh? Oh, I think everywhere. God, well, 1800s, they were rough, man. I've been reading a lot about stuff going on in the 1800s. I'm like, damn, this. there was like no rules. It was just chaos. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> she was 20 feet tall, 
telling fortunes. She was like, I'm going to hop on this industrialization, this economic kind of boom, take advantage of it. In 1879, she establishes the Ladies Deposit Company, which was a bank that was exclusively for unprotected women, which were unmarried women, basically. Okay. Or like widowed women. Uh, She promised an 8% return on investment per month. So like 96% per year, which is like unheard of. That's yeah. I was like, that's really good. Yeah. And she paid out three months in advance. And something that's really important with Ponzi schemes, as far as I could tell, is Mm -hmm. that you're not like advertising them. She's not like putting out an ad for the ladies deposit committee company. She's relying on word of mouth. And so because she's, like, getting these returns so quickly, people are like, Janet, you got to check out this great bank. I would tell literally every single chick I knew. I'd be like, like, do you have any idea how much money you can make doing Like, I absolutely. I would tell everybody. I'd be so excited. I'd be like, yeah, this, this. It's like, think about, like, a product that you have that you're like, this is a game changer Whatever it is. And, like, you tell everyone, if I'm just straight up making cash money, yeah, uh-huh. let's do that. And I'm, like, I'm an unmarried school teacher. Like, you're an unmarried, like, domestic house servant. Like, right. let's... Let's make some money. Let's look out for each other. Yeah. But like, sadly, Sarah was not looking out for us. Oh. Yeah. The unprotected were unprotected I by know. Sarah. Sarah. You could have helped us. You did us dirty, Sarah. So it was made to look kind of like this safe haven. She would, like, invite depositors to sit with her. They would have a chat and some tea and, like, talk about their lives. She became, like, this mama bear that, like, did kill her little babies. Yeah. People started to get suspicious because of the amazing returns people were getting. And only women were allowed in the building, actually. So a Boston Herald investigator disguised himself as a woman and got inside. Because women couldn't be reporters, right? So they couldn't I know, have just right? sent some chick from the office. You couldn't have just, like, asked Joanne the secretary to go in. Like, right. I know you had a secretary who was a woman. You I've seen 9 to, to 5. Have... Yeah, exactly. I saw Mad Men. Or that's <laughs> a different century. But, you know. <laughs> same same idea. So they, they were, like, asking a clerk, like, how their interest rates were possible. And the clerk was like, we don't disclose the methods by which we do business. We don't want to give competitors an edge. So, like, I'm, like, kind of like girl boss, you know? Like, kind of. That is pretty badass, like, to be like, actually, we don't disclose this kind of stuff. She was, like, the original NDA. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, like they're like, no, 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 like what we handle here is private. And if you mm-hmm. want to know how we do stuff, then give us some money. Get in line. You bet you yeah. want to be an unprotected woman now. <laughs> yeah. And kill your husband. <laughs> kill your husband. I'll see you in a few months. So there were still a ton of critics. One person said, who can believe for a moment that this woman who a few years ago was picking up a living by clairvoyance and fortune telling is now the almoner of one of the greatest charities in the country? Because they made it look like a charity as well. Oh, they were like, okay. the Quakers have given us money to set up this bank. Oh, Ooh. that's actually pretty smart, too, because people are like, where's all this money coming from? And she's like, investors. Right? But- what are you going to say? They have oatmeal money. Oatmeal money. I literally think about that every single time I hear the word Quakers, and I'm like, the oatmeal people. 
people, the right? Oats. Absolutely. I just envisioned the guy, right? I'm like, that's what they all had to look like. What else are you supposed to do? What did a lady Quaker look like, do you think? Just like the guy in the hat, but with like a softer jawline. Maybe a bonnet. She looked younger because women don't age. She's probably churning Butter. oats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> that fits more <laughs> like, with this bit. <laughs> oh god. So Sarah Howe, again, like my my girl boss icon, who's also like not a great person, she mm-hmm. dropped this line, iconic line. If the bankers and brokers of State Street and vicinity will kneel at my feet, perhaps I will divulge our method of doing business. Girl. Like <gasps> My jaw dropped when I read that. at my feet. Oh, (sighs) my God. That's (laughs) such like that's such a Disney villain. I know. She's like, bow before me, bitch. And maybe I'll tell you something. I won't. Maybe I will. (laughs) I won't because it is indeed a fraud. You are correct. She's like, you're right. But instead of admitting that, I'm going to become a badass powerful bitch yeah and it's like instead of admitting it i'm gonna try to embarrass you the balls the ball like the, the balls it's of this truly the balls ice it's incredible <laughs> it's so bad though she is taking advantage of these unprotected women um yeah. eventually in september of 1880 things began to crumble uh there were the rumors that the bank wasn't legit and investors started to panic so they all started like taking their money out of the bank and then, mm-hmm. of course, there's no money to pay other people who are withdrawing. Wait, so... the Quakers wanted their money back? The Quakers were not involved. No, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, no, they weren't. No. <laughs> like, Sarah's like... like, oh, no, the Quakers. <laughs> oh, no, they all took their money. Whoopsies. So they took all their money out and... They took all their money out and then she, like, didn't have enough money to continue paying people back. So all the withdrawals were suspended. And then she was arrested and sent to jail. Sad. Um, And something I kind of want to look at a little more is, like, the media and men's response to the Mm -hmm, whole scandal. mm -hmm. Which I'm going to give you one guess as to how it was. Um, Were they, like... Trifling whore steals money from... Like, honestly, kind of. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't used the word whore in a very long time. It felt weird to say. I think the word whore is so acceptable if you use it after the word trifling. <laughs> okay, good. good. It's the one time it's okay, and I got it. So the New York Times, um, I love their crosswords. I don't love their 1880s sexism. Mm -hmm. They said it is plain that Mrs. Howe's methods of business would not have unveiled men, which is like, uh, okay, fast forward to Bernie Madoff, shall we? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's like only women can be greedy. It's like, well. Yeah. And so Bankers Magazine said that all sane persons Knew the banks ruined to be inevitable. And then they also mentioned that, like, since women were unable to handle complex financial transactions, like, that's why everything was going to flaw. That is really rude. And first of all, I know we started off this episode talking about how dumb we were about finances, but there (laughs) There are plenty of women who understand the complex. Ins and outs of finances. Absolutely. We are not them. 
<laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? We know them. Sure. Yes. <laughs> So instead of people having sympathy for the victims, a lot of people believe that Howe only succeeded because of the stupidity and the greed of her victims, which to me is doubly offensive. Again, very rude. Very rude. It's saying, (sighs) one, that women are dumb and greedy with money, which, are we the greedy ones? Right? I'm like, are we? Because mm, I don't even get, I was like, I could go on like a feminist rant. I know, skip it, right? Save it. And then two, they were implying that a woman couldn't have run a successful Ponzi scheme on smart people. They were kind of discrediting my girl boss, the terrible queen, Sarah Howe. Did she get to like, respond at all? And she was no, like, listen, bow before me, you dumb bitches. Right? Like, get on your knees and grovel. Yeah, lick my boots. The other thing that sucks is that a lot of the, like, unprotected women went to her bank because many other banks wouldn't deal with them. Oh. I know. That is so heartbreaking. It's like, okay, I can either keep it in the top of the toilet or go to this woman who, you know, reasonably I have no no reason not to. Yeah, and, like... She would, like, chat with them and look after them and, like... Yeah, she makes a mean pot of chamomile tea. And I'm sick of, you know, having my money in the toilet. It's it's Where were they supposed to go? Always wet. My my money is always damp. Stores (laughs) won't take it. (laughs) Ziploc bags haven't been invented yet. And at this point, too, when, like, when you're an unprotected woman, if you have money... And you need somewhere to put it. The banks won't deal with you. What da 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 da. Like, do you start a like a compound? Like, I'm I'm thinking. I'm like, okay. There's a bunch of us, right? Let's take our money, buy a farm if someone will sell it to us, and we'll yes. all go live there. We'll all like walk around tits out, grow our own food. Yep, and we'll like <sighs> we'll have money to like buy stuff with, but it won't really matter because we're all we're in like same- <laughs> in the same compound. <laughs> It's, like, also a Ponzi scheme and that, like, this same dollar bill is just being passed around. Like, listen, this is the answer. There we go. Honestly, whatever. I'm shocked nobody figured it out. Let all women be on a farm. (laughs) The other shit, the other shit, though, is that men would, like, ask their female relatives to invest at this fucking bank for them. Oh, my God. And none of these articles are talking about that after the fall. Yeah, that's some bullshit. (sighs) They're like, oh, my God, this... This con artist woman. We all saw it coming. Yeah. And she's dumb and all the women are dumb. And they're like, didn't you get your cousin to invest? And they're like, I don't want to talk about that. No, my dumb cousin told me to invest. Like, oh my God. (laughs) So exhausting. Well, and listen, we could talk about how dumb men are all day. And actually we will. (laughs) (laughs) So... Just to finish everything off, she left jail. She wasn't done with her grift. She started another bank called the Women's Bank. Ooh, she named it almost the exact same I thing. I know, right? She was like, let's say women instead of ladies. Ladies this And time. no one will see what happened. And no one will know it's me. Hee hee hee, I've put on this fake mustache. <laughs> She's like, I have my monocle, my fake mustache, and no one will know. <laughs> yes, ladies, I am looking out for the unprotected. So she failed. She was arrested again. She left jail. And at the end of her life, she returned to fortune telling. Oh, she, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, she man. died at 65, alone and broke, um, but could Shit. tell a mean fortune. <laughs> I 
mean, life's gonna get you to where oh, you're supposed God. to be, right? She was like, I should have stayed with the tarot cards from the start. <laughs> you want to know your future? Day. <laughs> you want to know your future? You're gonna lose all your money. <laughs> Where's your purse? Ooh, it's gone. <laughs> she was just doing close-up sleight-of-hand magic. Oh, I love that kind of shit, too, though. Like, um, what were those movies, Now You See Me? Oh, my God, when they're passing the card around. Yes! <laughs> those movies, I genuinely fell in love with Dave Franco watching those films. I love him. I love him so much. Well, do you want to see a man... A man falls? Shirt? <laughs> yeah. Who's <laughs> a shirt? Not in a hot way, in like a... Not in like that? a Dave Franco way. No, 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 no. Uh, it's more like he, he falls down a bunch and you're just like... Ah! <laughs> yes, I'm absolutely ready. Dipshit. Okay, so buckle in because this has <laughs> this twists and turns. And at some point you're going to be like, maybe he's the problem. So this is the story of... William Bud Post, who I will, I will refer to as Bud. Okay. Who, in 1988, won the Pennsylvania State Lottery for $16.2 million. Amazing. Which is $40 million in today's money. So, like, that's almost double. Like, is it Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That feels like a lot. Don't even get me started on how little I understand, like, <laughs> why money like, now is different than money then. It's more than, right? <laughs> well, and I'm like... It's so much higher that I'm like, I don't know if I did this right. <laughs> you ever look at something and you're like, wait, no, that did make sense when I wrote it and now it doesn't. I'm sure so. you're correct. One of okay. the numbers in my story that I skipped over was like $500,000, which is now Ooh. $13 million. What? And I was like, that doesn't. No, I, I don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I reject that. I reject it because <laughs> I don't understand it. And. Just... And let me tell you, $500,000 seems, I mean, not attainable to me, but not insane. But not, not attainable. Yeah, exactly. It's only got five zeros. Yeah. Versus, I'm like, anytime somebody goes into like the multiple millions and I'm like, I don't. I and then they're even. like, oh, it's a billion dollar company. And I'm like, Mm-mm. what does that mean? What Do you know those mean? videos where they like, here's a grain of rice is $1 million. And then like this giant pile of rice is $1 billion. It fucks with my mind. I know, so right? bad. And I'm like, what do you, what do you even buy? I feel like if what I, what do you even buy? No one should. Sorry, no, no one should be a billionaire. I, well, listen, <laughs> you're kind of not wrong. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, do your thing, just pay your taxes. I don't fucking care. So he wins the lottery in 1988, but. This, well, you're like, somebody wins the lottery and you're like, good for you, man. Like, that's... I always get nervous when people win the lottery. Oh, and, and you should. It never turns out. Oh, girl, you should. That is the right reaction, especially for Bud, because this <laughs> turns in to the shittiest shit show. So he's born in like the 1939-ish era in Erie, Pennsylvania. And his mom dies when he's eight years old. And his dad gives him up for adoption post-haste. Oh. I know. And I was like, which is why, like, moms should just get, like, a stipend or something from it. Because, like, I feel like in the 1930s, when, like, you don't have a mom, the dads aren't, like, stepping up. They're like, I'm going to teach my boy how to 
throw a baseball and respect women and read and stuff. They're like, nope. No, ship him off. See ya. Got Get it. rid of the boy. Uh, so they just give him to the nuns. and Oh, classic. I don't know if they're super equipped to raise children either, but you know what? I feel this like is... I've heard yeah. bad nun stories, too. Oh I mean, all, not all nuns. Hashtag not all nuns. But <laughs> but we don't know which nuns. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Put so. your ruler down, Sister Mary <laughs> Elizabeth. So, yeah, exactly. She's like, come kneel on this broken glass, children. Huh? Like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, for being children, you know. <laughs> for being children in the eyes of God. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. I'm so sorry. Okay, so Bud grows up. He's working the gig economy. He's a cook and a truck driver and a painter. And he's just hustling. But he also did a notable gig uh, in jail for 28 days uh, for issuing fake checks. Okay. So on the day he won the lottery, he had $2.46 in his bank account. Can we get a... A translation into modern money. Oh, because sh- it could be like fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I, I mean, know. based on the math that we saw I before, know, right? it feels like okay. Well, all right. It's probably like twenty. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. So not great. Bud's not, not great. doing too hot. No, no, no. But his luck is about to turn um, for the better and the worse. Okay. Uh, the day, or like I think the day before he won, he pawned a ring for forty dollars. And gave okay. it to a woman named Anne Carpick, his landlady and, quote, occasional girlfriend. Which, oh. <laughs> I'm like, occasional girlfriend is like, I'm like, Anne, you need to have some respect for yourself. I swear to God. <laughs> I feel like he's just like, can't make the rent this month. Might right. as well, like, prostitute <laughs> myself out. Right. It was like, oh. uh, banging for roof or whatever they call it. <laughs> He's like, He's like, hey. babe, can I sleep over tonight? And she's like, like, you live upstairs. You live upstairs. He's like, oh, listen, um, are you up? He sends a text. He's like, I can't pay the rent, but I'm around. And she's <laughs> like, Ugh, fine. Oh, God. <laughs> like, occasional girlfriend is just like so upsetting to me. Anyway. Honestly, I respect it. Like, get that head, get that bread, then leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, it's important to note that he gave the money to Anne, $40, to buy lottery tickets, which she oh. went and bought. So I think you know where this is going, because it is... Who owns the ticket? Who owns the tickets? So I think the laws around, even in like the what, 1980s, were still like pretty strict about uh, like who actually bought the ticket, who actually places the bet. Sure. Those laws are pretty specific. Uh, and I'll tell you one quick side story. In April 2017 in South Florida, a, a gambling man, a gambling gentleman, uh, Jan Flato supplied oh, the money. Oh, name. yeah, Jan. Yeah, Jan Flato. I'm like, uh, Jan Flato's got 20 on the horses. <laughs> <laughs> Good day to you, Mrs. Jan Flato, checking in. Premier Select. <laughs> <laughs> Which means nothing. So. <laughs> A uh, gambling man, Jan Flato, supplied money that went into a slot machine in a casino near Miami. But his friend, quote, quote unquote oh, friend, Marina Navarro, actually pushed the button. <gasps> exactly. And she straight up wins $100,000. Oh, no. Well, they're both super excited. Jan thinks he won. Uh, Marina's like, oh, 
we won, but it was not they, it was not he, she won. (gasps) And she straight up was like, okay, this is my $100,000, goodbye. Had security watch Jan so he couldn't follow her out and she left the casino with a check with a check for 50,000 and 50,000 in cash never to be seen again and like and the casino's like yeah she pushed the button yeah that's her money there's nothing we can do and she texts him a couple weeks later and was like I miss you (gasps) (laughs) and he's like okay I'll come on by for 50k I was like that is such insult to injury too or like what my friend used to call it don't play with your food like don't (laughs) Oh, God. Like, well, stop like, like toying with this guy. <laughs> that makes me think of like when guys have you like blow on their dice, which of course happens to me all the time. I'm of constantly course. getting men asking me to blow on their dice. <laughs> Just like um, on the street, like on the subway, like not even a casino. Like, <laughs> so I was like, hey, hey, hot shot, blow on my dice for me. Hey, pretty lady, blow on my dice. You're like, but, like, okay. If I blow on a gentleman's dice and he wants money, do I, well, am I entitled I believe to part of it for sure. I mean, at least 20% yeah. because you blew on the dice. But if he like handed you the dice and you rolled it, that would be straight up your money. Yeah. And you know that men are always like sit on my lap and press the jackpot button. Oh, yeah. You know? oh. Like, I'm going to I Vegas in a couple days. I'm going to try that. <laughs> like, just just like, sitting up. Hey, you want my good luck? <laughs> and be like, guess like, it's mine now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh, God. And there's like, pictures of me up around the casino like don't let this woman sit on your lap (laughs) don't let her push the button (laughs) so that's a side story about pushing the button back to bud in the 1980s so his payment schedule once he won was five hundred thousand dollars a year for 26 years oh that's nice that's nice that's good i'm like i could i could i could make that work yeah, for twenty six years. Yeah, let's do that. Also, but, is that how lotteries usually work, or is it a lump sum usually? I think you can choose. So, like, they'll take the taxes out, and then you can either split it up into a yearly, or you can get a lump sum. I, I I'm sure there's some tax reason to do lump sum. You know, mm-hmm. like you only pay the taxes one year, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think I would need it yearly. I would too, just to like, as like kind of a safety net for, you know, like a responsibility thing. Yeah, like exactly. I actually don't trust myself with several million dollars. I don't trust myself with several thousand dollars. I know. So, oh my God. Oh my God, Hannah. So a friend of mine was like, okay, well I have like $10,000 in, in credit card debt. So I took out a small, a small loan yeah. with a lower interest rate to pay off all those credit cards. It's like a $20,000 loan to pay off this $10,000. He's like, so essentially I have $10,000. And I was like, Oh, oh no. no, no, you don't No, no. I don't understand a lot, <laughs> but I understand <laughs> that you not did a... not. <laughs> you didn't just make $20,000. I was like, I was like, I know it looks like that in your bank account, but, you, but don't, spend no, don't, don't, do spend don't spend it. Don't spend it. Don't spend it. I'm like, just give it back. Just give it back. Just send it on back. Just un- undo, undo, undo. <laughs> Dear Citibank. <laughs> a grave mistake has been made. So, listen, the yearly payment, I think, is a great idea. 
it didn't matter to Bud. He got it. Lump sum, yearly payment. He's gonna fuck up either way. So two weeks after he got his first payment, he spent more than three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, and that has to last him the year. Unless he wants to go back to like I don't know work. So he, <laughs> this is the best part. He spends that three hundred thousand dollars on like just the dumbest shit <laughs> like he's like a jet ski and like he, he like lives in like ohio he's landlocked <laughs> he's, he's, they're like but there isn't a lake around here or a river for a hundred miles it's like doesn't matter he oh it gets it gets better and worse so he buys or he invests mm. uh very smartly, in a liquor license, mm-hmm. a lease for a restaurant in Florida, a used car lot, all of these that I'm just like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, these are things that people pointedly are like, don't invest in this specific genre. Like, a restaurant is a really, like, most of them fail in five years. Yeah. It will bleed you dry. And a used car lot, I don't, okay. And then a <laughs> twin engine airplane. He's got to get to the car lot. But he does not have a pilot's license. He cannot (laughs) fly a plane. So he has to hire a pilot every time. (laughs) And he's just like, I'm just going to maybe wear it around my neck. Just show it off. Oh, God. What are you doing? I think it's one of those things like, I'm going to buy rollerblades. And then I'm going to start rollerblading. And, but then you you don't. Uh, Except for this is a big Bigger purchase. Yes. <laughs> then <laughs> A little more expensive than rollerblades. Yeah, a little more reckless. So, and this is within two weeks. So he did little to no research on any of these things. He's like, buy it, buy it, buy yeah. it, buy it. I'm like, it would take me two weeks just to figure out, like, where my used car lot is located. I keep a bra in my shopping cart for two weeks. <laughs> I do. I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on this. This is a $45 investment. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's smart. You got to really think it over. <laughs> I am I saved for later in my Amazon. It was like 400 things. <laughs> I had to buy cornhole. I, I didn't have to. I chose to buy cornhole. Um, I'm like really the em- game, like the backyard yeah, game? Yeah, the pick okay. game. No, I I'm love really it. really embracing my suburbia. Um, I love that. <laughs> But it took me like four days to settle on a cornhole set. Yeah, I get it. Makes sense to me. You got to be smart about these things as we like don't <laughs> understand any of it. So uh, in three months, his debts totaled $500,000. So he was just uh, done. That year's payment. So he's basically flat uh, broke. Jeez. He's back to that $2.46. Oh. And then the next year, he spends four hundred dollars of the 500000 to buy a mansion. Okay. He was living in the plane before this. He, yeah, he was just crying. I mean, like, probably. Like, he's like, oh, you know, sometimes if it's nice out, I just lay on the wing and watch the stars. It's really not that bad. <laughs> he's, at the time, estranged from most of his siblings. Oh, all of his okay. siblings, actually. Uh, uh. And married to his sixth wife, which these, to me, sound like red flags. I'm like, if you're estranged from all... All of your siblings, you don't know your parents, or your parents have, have passed away, and you're on your sixth wife. Like, I'm you're like, clearly mm-hmm. having some trouble, like, making meaningful connections. Yeah, I'm like, 
Maybe it's Bud. Maybe I'm like, maybe it's not just the spending habits. Wait, is the wife different from the girlfriend landlord? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. He never married his occasional girlfriend, but she does sue him. So. Of course. A year after he wins, like everything is just falling apart. I mean, he, he started off like real bad. He's just super <laughs> reckless. When you start with jet ski, yeah, when you start like, with jet ski, you have nowhere else to go but lower. Exactly. I'm like, it's Pennsylvania. You don't need a jet ski. You don't need a plane. You don't need those rollerblades. You dumb fuck. So he's estranged. He's married for the sixth time. And that year, Anne, sometimes girlfriend, sues Bud for a portion of his lottery winnings. And she wins, but she doesn't get like all of it. She gets 30%. And so he's like, okay, cool. I actually can't pay you because I don't have any money. (laughs) So God, she sues him. She's supposed to get a portion, but he refuses to pay. And then he has to go to jail for refusing to pay. Oh no, sorry. They froze his lottery winnings for not paying. At the same time, a a dude came to his mansion to collect debts and Bud shot at him and he would later go to jail for that. Well, naturally, you can't just shoot people. You can't just shoot at people. Oh no, yeah, it's, there's like, this is just a shit hurricane. So it's like flying from every direction. He has to go to jail for shooting at that one guy. He's getting sued for his uh, 30%. She wins. He can't pay because he's broke. Yes. Well, and then his brother, his estranged brother. Knock, knock, knock. Uh, kind of. Sends a hitman. <gasps> this is before Bud went to jail. Obviously, sends a hitman to his house to kill him and his wife in order to collect. What? Yeah. Is he like his next of kin? That's what I said. I was like, wait, you would have to be sure that, that you're, you're in next wheel. in line after the wife. Which, if you're estranged... Why would you be? You're probably not. Like, I'm I'm close to my brother. I know I'm, like, not even top five if he and his wife die. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> but I'm like, I know that I'm not, like, I'm not up there on the list. This guy definitely that wasn't on the list. That is a wild swing. I know. Aye, so he's aye. like, so a hitman comes to his house. Doesn't succeed. I kind of want to learn more about that, but it's for the interest <laughs> of time. Like, I want to know. How he missed. And then he can't pay his portion out to his sometimes girlfriend. And he fires a shotgun at a man who comes to his house to collect debts. Which he probably should have fired at the hitman. Which I'm, you know, maybe he did. But so then he has to go to jail for a little bit. And, oh, he also, god damn. (laughs) Bud, you're a mess. I'm like, I forgot about (laughs) this part. get the notes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. By the time this is all over, he was ordered by a court to stay away from his sixth wife, who almost got murdered by a hitman, because he fired a shotgun (gasps) into her Pontiac Firebird. And she's getting shot at all the time. I just feel so bad. But then Bud goes on to marry for the seventh time. (laughs) Okay. Seventh time lucky. (laughs) And uh, at the time of his death, he had incurred over $1 million in debt, oh was living God. on food stamps, and a 450 a month stipend. Wow. And his seventh wife and nine children from his first marriage. Wait, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, we have nine children from the first marriage and the estranged brother 
still goes with the hitman plan? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I was assuming there were no children involved. Then maybe it makes a little sense. But even then, like, it was just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry, like, the article didn't... He was like, he was survived by his seventh wife and nine children from his first marriage. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know where to put that. (laughs) I didn't know where to put it except for to save it at the end. (laughs) But yeah, he died deeply, deeply in debt. Now, here's my question. (sighs) If you die with a million dollars in debt, does... Does somebody pay that? I think your kids inherit it. Inherit your debt? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Because if I remember correctly, and I know it's been a long time since I've even looked this up, but if I remember, like if you have like assets, like if I die and I still have my home loan, someone's got to pay that. It doesn't just go away. It doesn't poof. I think also like, I don't know, maybe like they would sell the mansion to kind of even out yeah. the debt a little bit but i do think that like his wife and his kids would get it how pissed would you be i'd be so he's probably already kind of a shit dad yeah. i i don't know if that's an unfair jump to make but like not feels like all of his other behavior like firing a shotgun into his wife's car and you know not paying his debts and then just like buying airplanes and... also like if your wife number one and you have the nine kids and like six wives later is he coming around still or is he too busy with his six ex-wives well and do you he's henry the eighth and over here yeah. oh for real or am Anne boleyn yeah hey listen <laughs> We might not be the smartest, but we know Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. <laughs> and those are historical references that oh. not everybody would get. <laughs> Just saying. The most surface level shit. And we're like, yeah, ever heard of a little woman called Anne Boleyn? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that uh, wraps up our episode. Uh, yeah. Our finance episode. Amanda, you got any good news? I do, I do. Um, And I was jotting it down really quickly, uh, but, so it could be wrong. It could, I just could be making it up. Like, uh, so Mark Cuban has started a company to sell low cost drugs to people who need them. Oh, like pharmaceuticals. Yeah, like pharma, yeah, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> mark He's... cuban is now a cocaine kingpin <laughs> yeah exactly low cost cocaine which is important because people need the cocaine sometimes they can't afford it enter mark cuban no <laughs> so he um is starting this business where he can supply like low cost insulin anti-anxiety meds um like even cancer treatment oh my drugs God. which is really really cool and you know Twitter exploded and they're like, I usually have to pay like $900 for this insulin. Now I pay 30. Oh my God. Huge, huge deal. Um, and which is amazing that somebody, uh, is using their, you know, billionaire status for, for good. I feel like I, this is the second story I've heard where I've been like, damn, Mark Cuban's like a good guy. I yeah. can't remember the first one, but like no, no, no. We'll we'll look it up, and like every episode ends with like, and you know what else Mark Cuban did? <laughs> Cuban watch. <laughs> Cuban watch. Like, I'll have many episodes just about Mark Cuban. Like, 
He went to the store today. He was looking dapper as hell. Oh, I'm sure. It's just a, a podcast of us docking, Mark. It's a fan cast about Mark. Like, we're in the bushes outside Mark's house. <laughs> Mark Cuban ordered a Cuban sandwich today. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? He's so funny. Ha 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 ha. I love Mark. <laughs> I love this for us. This is this yeah, podcast this is, is going good. places. We're gonna branch out. <laughs> okay, so Hannah, what's your good news? My good news. Again, I like swear I think of this shit before we come on, and then I forget. Mm-hmm. My good news <laughs> is I was in a play for the New York Theater Festival. My best friend wrote a short play, and oh my God. it was nominated for best play, and I oh was nominated gosh. for best actress. And this little <gasps> Hannah. That's amazing. Random ass theater festival, but still, I'll take it. No, that's so great. I love that. Um, <laughs> can we see it? I don't think so. But okay, it's like live performance. We'll yeah, I know, Ugh, live theater. But I'll keep you guys updated on if I yes. win. Yes. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. I'm sure you were amazing. Um, what was the the part that you played? So, yeah, it was about, like, two friends getting ready to go out on Halloween, and their relationship is, like, their best friends, but it's also somewhat strained, and it's okay. really funny. She writes kind of just, like, in my voice, which I think is so okay. easy and fun, and I got yeah. to be the kind of bitchier friend, which I, I love, love it. for me. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, and I love, too, when something's written for your specific voice, I because know. you're like, yeah, it is easy, especially because I'm probably going to take this part and do it in my own voice anyway, which is not the mark of a great actress. But <laughs> uh, there's this no, part that so I'm up for easy. of like a vampire. Like I'm supposed to be playing actually Van Helsing uh, in this vampire series, whatever. Incredible. And it's so hard for me to do the lines as like not a comedy. Like it's a, <laughs> You know what would make this funny? And he's like, it's not supposed to be funny. And I'm like, well, I'm just... You're like, what if we made this deeply ironic instead? Exactly. I was like, what if I looked dead into the camera and like broke the fourth wall? And he's like, no. (laughs) He's like, what if you didn't do that and followed my vision? Right. He's like, what if you're fired? Like, okay. (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap this up for today because I can sit here and do this with you forever. But um, this has been disastrous. I'm Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And we will catch you on the flippy floppy. Catch you then.